0: Podcast. Hey, Phantom Maniacs. welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host Dave and I am getting ready to head over to the in-laws for Thanksgiving dinner which I am actually pretty excited about for once. Uh, It's not one of my super favorite holidays but this year should be nice. And I hope all of you who are listening after Thanksgiving had a great time that was low on trauma and high on carbohydrates. If you're listening when this drops, it's Black Friday. I hope you're driving around having fun looking for deals. Uh, uh, But mainly, you know, for me, Black Friday is spending time when I'm not working, which I will be this weekend. So I I don't get to do my normal or, or my preferred Black Friday tradition of uh me and phantom jr going out and running around going to record store day which by the way uh hit up needless dot com. i ran down my favorite selections for this year's record store day black friday releases if you don't know all the record companies and labels and whatever else lots of independents uh get together and do this thing where a lot of special releases come out for black friday but only at independent record stores. You can't go to like Best Buy or Barnes & Noble or whatever to get these releases. These are just for independent record stores. And uh, it's it's really cool and it's fun. And record stores don't get too crazy on Black Friday. So what I tend to like to do is me and my son will hop in the car. We'll go out to the record store. We'll probably hit a couple of regular retail stores if if it doesn't look too insane out and uh just spend time together and enjoy that frantic holiday atmosphere that only comes around this time of year and and look i, I know you know everybody's really down on capitalism and and uh really a lot of people are down on christmas itself uh, there there's a lot of uh, a lot of people looking to suck the fun out of life and you know it sucks uh, it, i i really hate that we can't become more enlightened, but also still enjoy fun at the same time. Uh, But it seems like those two things can't really coexist. But, uh, you know, I like to get out and absorb this atmosphere. I like to hit a couple of malls and see all the decorations and and just pick up that energy of enthusiasm of people out and about doing things. Uh, I like it. I for one like it, and and yeah, sure. I do a ton of online shopping, but uh, I, I still like to get out in the thick of it. And I realized it, it hit me the other day. Uh, I was in an antique store in the area, and, and this is not like an antique store. Oh, look at this shiffer robe. We need to refinish. This is one of those places where uh, lots of individuals are leasing or uh, not leasing, I guess, renting booth space. For their junk, and the junk ranges anywhere from I cleaned out my attic to I make custom craft things to I order salt and pepper shakers from China and put them on shelves here to sell to people. Like it, it's a wide ranging uh, variety of stuff, and it's a cool you know place that that's not too far away that I'll stop in every once in a while. And there was a lady in there talking about uh, she had she was she ran one of the little sections in there and she was talking about how this time of year she could hardly keep up with her pricing and with stocking her booth because she her day job because because what it is is these are all regular folks like you and me who have a surplus of things or things they want to sell or whatever the case may be but they they have this space where they sell stuff in these places uh and part of the deal is you you go and you maintain it and uh One of the ones that I've talked to, because this may shock you, but I have a surplus of stuff. So I've been looking into this recently. Uh, But you get your space in there and you go in and uh, I assume there's a a cost involved, but also part of it is you go and you work eight hours a week. uh, The one that I talked to, uh, just helping out in general around the place. And the idea charmed me. And then hearing this lady talk about she works in retail and... It hit me that for the past fifteen years fourteen years since I've been out of retail uh, you know i've I've always missed it and, and I'm not gonna lie the money's not good uh, it's it's stressful and it's frustrating and if you're in management trying to find people who will do the job for the amount that you're paying is very difficult uh, it's not a tremendously rewarding business, but I do love it. Uh, As frustrated as I got with it from time to time, I do think it's my favorite job that I've had as far as the balance of of pay and uh, labor goes. Um, I mean, my favorite job was working at the Masquerade, but that paid shit, so I I can't really say that was great. But retail, I I felt like struck as good a balance of of pay and, and job satisfaction as I've ever had. Uh, and I've I've realized part of how I look at the holidays differently now is I no longer get to enjoy that urgency that comes with being in retail at the holidays. Uh, I also no longer get to enjoy guaranteed holidays off, but I think a lot of retail workers don't get that anymore. So, uh, you know, maybe I'm lucky I got out when I did. But that momentum... That starts you know at the beginning of November and carries you all the way through New Year's of uh, preparing constantly, uh, merchandising, getting inventory, talking to customers, trying to fulfill needs. Just it just grows and grows and grows throughout those last two months of the year. And sure, it was tough, but it was also for years of my life part of my holidays. And I don't have that anymore. Now it's on me. You know, before that happened and you get caught up in that momentum and it's holiday time. Now it's very much on me to make these holidays something. And, you know, we do that by decorating the tree, putting up the decorations and and, uh, drinking eggnog, (laughs) but uh, among other things. But I don't have there's no force of nature propelling me into the holidays anymore it's all me and I I, it's it's weird to look at it this way but you know back then it was gonna happen and I got caught up in it and it was it was it was like the seasons changing uh whereas now it's something that I have to put that much more effort into uh and, and that's changed how I enjoy the holidays, I guess. And I still obviously still love them. Uh, but it, it's just different. There, There's not as much energy, I guess, which is why I like to get out among the people, go to the malls and and try and experience, you know, suck a little bit of that energy up for myself. I'm like a Christmas vampire walking around Mall of Georgia, uh, just feeding on other people's uh, excitement and I suppose anxiety at the same time. But I hope your holidays are going well. I hope you found a way to celebrate them and I hope you know maybe you can think about finding a middle ground between hating everybody that enjoys uh, Christmas and uh, f- following along with your own beliefs and thoughts about how things should be. Let's try and find some middle ground there. I, th- I think I think that would be okay, right? Uh, So, obviously, not a lot of news this week. It is a holiday week. Uh, Not much has been going on. There are new toys hitting yesterday uh, since I can't go anywhere on Friday. Well, (laughs) no, I take that back. Since the only place I'm going Friday is work, uh, my son and I went out yesterday, did a little bit of running around, and I found some Star Wars goodies. Uh, The Purge Trooper figure that was supposed to be the exclusive that GameStop was bundling with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is now showing up at GameStop. Apparently, there was a lot of controversy around this figure. Uh, Customers who pre-ordered it didn't necessarily get it, and when they came in to pick up their game, uh, some locations were telling people, oh, well, you just get to pick out any Black Series figure you want, which is pretty lousy. And now the Purge Trooper, which is a very cool figure, by the way. It's a, a black uh more looks more like a clone trooper than a stormtrooper to me uh but it's got great deco it's got a soft goods uh battle kilt i guess and uh, a couple of weapons my son says it's not totally accurate to the game or not really accurate to the game uh but i haven't played it yet so i don't know but he's pretty on top of this stuff so i'll trust him but regardless it's a very cool looking figure it's hitting your game stops now uh, there were two at my location. I thought there was only one, and there was another one tucked away, so I got one for myself and one for my son. Uh, and then also the uh, First Order Elite Snow Trooper figure that was originally in the big giant $40 blind box that Target had. Uh, it was packed in there along with like a beanie and a, a bunch of other junk. It was basically like a loot crate, uh, and you had to buy you had to pay 40 bucks and get all the extra junk to get this snowtrooper well now the single box snowtrooper just on its own is hitting target stores uh, we we saw about 6 of them yesterday and the only thing is it's 25 bucks but it's it's got this really nice soft goods hooded cape if you remember the first trailer for rise of skywalker it had a troop of these or a uh, squadron of these guys walking around uh, and they have these really cool, uh, cape that has like a lining and is sewn a very specific way and the hood goes up, uh, tremendous, it's a great, great, great figure, and, uh, hitting target now, I highly recommend it, but if you're not averse to a bunch of extra junk, I'd say go ahead and buy the loot box, or whatever it's called, uh, version, because the figure's twenty five for 15 bucks more you get the beanie and whatever other junk they've thrown in there it's probably worth your while to just grab that one and it wouldn't surprise me at all to find those things marked down at some point because they don't seem to be selling particularly well uh another thing that was brought to my attention and and you'll notice this is pretty star wars heavy and there's a good reason for that uh two weeks from now or actually no wait next week we will have a an episode with our head of research, Ryan Schweck, talking about everything Star Wars that's been going on for the past couple of months. We recorded it the other night. We had a lot of fun talking, and we're going to get into a little more detail about Star Wars Black Series figures. Uh, so, heading into December, Needless Things is going to have a lot of Star Wars features. Uh, be sure you're following Needless Things Podcast on Instagram, uh, Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram and join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. We're going to have a lot of Star Wars fun coming up in December. Uh, And then finally, though, as far as being out running around today, if you're looking for stuff, if you have the horrible misfortune to end up in a Walmart, go check out their uh, music section because there are special 7-inch releases of a couple of Star Wars records. One of them has uh, the Star Wars theme and Cantina Band which, if you know, is actually Mad About Me by figuring, uh, figuring Dan and the Modal Nodes. But that's not acknowledged in current canon, but apparently is still what it's called. But it was labeled Cantina Band because that was the name of the track on the original album. Anyway, it's a 7-inch uh, red vinyl with uh, those two songs on it. And then there's another release that's kind of like the Imperial release that has the Imperial March and i can't remember what the b-side on that one is because i haven't found that one yet uh but they're they're neat little releases they're uh, 10 or 12 bucks which is a little pricey for a seven inch but at the same time uh what a neat little collector's item to have and i I like being able to just throw those on and hear those songs on vinyl because there's a, a different different listening experience uh for vinyl so there you go there's some holiday thoughts there's some star wars thoughts uh that, that's what you get for an intro today. Now, you may be wondering, Dave, what are you introducing? What I'm introducing today is a very special sit-down conversation that I had with Ryan Cadaver and Kevin Slayfield, the creators of Joe Stryker, an incredible movie that I was a part of, uh, that I was fortunate enough to be a part of. I, had, I, I went and shot for one day on this thing and had the best time ever, Uh, uh, This is the second time I've gone, I think it's the second time that I've gone and shot with those guys. The first time was for their Phantom Zone music video, uh, and the second was for Joe Stryker. And they're two of my favorite days I've ever had. Uh, They're very smart, very creative, and they know exactly what they're doing and how to do it. And Joe Stryker is phenomenal. And actually, if you go to, uh, I think it's joestryker.bigcartel.com, you can order Joe Striker. If you get it today, you get 20% off uh, all of the Joe Striker merchandise for Black Friday with, uh, I think the code is BF20, but that's just uh, for for Black Friday. This is not going to be going on forever, you guys. So jump on it, uh, and even if you miss this Black Friday sale, uh, just go order yourself a copy of Joe Fr- Joe Striker because it's a lot of fun. It's awesome, and today I talked to those guys about every aspect of, of creating the concept, making the movie, everything that went on. This is essentially a big old behind-the-scenes interview with two really smart, funny, and talented guys that I'm honored to know and uh, even more honored that they want to work with me uh, when they do. So you guys are going to have a blast listening to this. If you order Joe Stryker, which you should, you're going to have a blast watching it. And there you go. I, I hope thanksgiving was great for everyone i hope you're heading into december excited for whatever it is you may get excited about uh i know obviously like i said star wars is really big uh the mandalorian is just chugging along being the best star wars we've gotten in years and uh of course christmas itself is right around the corner i'm mostly done with my shop and i feel pretty good about that but i do need to order a couple more copies of joe striker to give to my loved ones so now here they are ryan and kevin enjoy <laughs> You guys are ready to talk about Joe Stryker? Yes. I'm sitting here with the creators of Joe Stryker, the movie, the 2019 independent action blockbuster. Ryan Cadaver. What's up? And Kevin Slayfield. How's it going? Now, we're all manly men, and we're going to be talking about a manly man movie. So I believe we need some manly men beverages. Oh, shit. What is this? Ooh, was going cooler. Oh, shit. Oh, god damn. So, ooh. Alright. Now, I'm going to recommend ooh. just a little. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, throw the ice on the floor, that's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about that cool at all. down that floor. You guys figure out your own personal serving size. Hmm. But I will warn you, that about two shots of this, I felt were very strong when I had it. Very nice. But we're going to do a little taste test here. Seems perfect for Just to open this thing up. Watching this movie. I'm going, yeah, that's about as much as I'm for right now. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Careful. Yeah. That's, like, that's too solid. That's just, that's just for sipping. Yeah. Uh,
1: huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally a vodka man, so... I'm just going to
0: dabble a little bit. Well, this, bit. this you're going to be much more aware of what you're drinking <laughs> yeah. with yeah, this than, uh, let me get that ice We'll go back to a vodka store when we we'll start talking about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I'm on. sure. We I'm sure. A one. We have several. several well, I, en- I enjoyed uh, how much of the production of the movie was spent drunken bowling. I mean, that was, to me, pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, What's so that's that? a little taste test here. Just a sip. Don't overdo it. Holy fuck <laughs> now what we're drinking for the listeners is Elijah Craig small batch bourbon now, I'm not normally a big fan of bourbon but this stuff to me has an actual flavor to it yeah like it's not just alcohol it's I I, I dug it. I wouldn't sit and drink a whole glass of it
1: no no would
0: well, <laughs> probably die <laughs> but just a little bit like this. I feel uh, I feel classy. Yeah, Pick yeah. man, that's a fancy
1: ass ball. Yeah. Normally, we don't purchase stuff that has like a, a fucking wax seal on
2: it. Literally, I think the only time I've ever had Elijah Craig is when we played the house party and I got electrocuted. Oh uh, yeah, is that the one you dropped <laughs> through all over the floor? Somebody gave it to me. I don't know why, but somebody gave it to me, and uh, we we're on stage, and the house current from the fucking shit like electrocuted me through my mic cable. And uh, I was holding the bottle of whiskey, trying to be all cool. And I was like, look how cool I am. I'm going to be drinking this whiskey. And I turned it up. And then I like went to sing, and it jolted me. And I went, ah! And like, dropped it on the ground and like, fucking flopped around. That was pretty embarrassing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try not to uh, let anybody get electrocuted here tonight. That'd be rad. Uh, so right now, we have Joe Stryker playing in the background. And the way we're able to do that is it is currently available to order from was it uh, big cartel joe striker yeah it's
1: joe striker big cart uh dot bigcartel.com right big com. there think. you go there okay you go. Uh, and you can order your very own
0: copy to watch uh on your own screen whatever you have at home and we last night were at the premiere of joe striker which is how i wanted to see it because i you know i was there for one day of shooting you guys have been working on this has been your lives yeah. for over a year right i mean we started working on it pretty hardcore in like yeah december. we started writing it in december yeah it's so like two
1: months writing it
0: that's what i was thinking it was about this time last year when you were first mentioning something yeah. to me about it and i think at that time everyone thought we were full of shit <laughs> Yeah, I I can tell you, your dad thought you were full of shit. Oh, he told me that. He was telling yeah. me that last night. Yeah. He was saying, "I thought there was no way this was ever going <laughs> to happen." Dad should know better than I, that. I was like, "Do you know your son?" Yeah, <laughs> it, it was going to happen. It wasn't necessarily going to end up this good, but it yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that had to be for you guys. It's great that it's getting a good reception. It's great that people you don't even know are interested in seeing it. But once it was done, like once it was ready to be sent to the... However the fuck they make Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot harder in
2: 2019 it was, than it probably was a few years ago to make oh, Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not many people do it
0: anymore. It's, well, I'm just probably getting, like, getting records pressed. Yeah. Um, but at that point... You almost had to feel kind of done by then. Like, anything after the movie's done has to be kind of extra at this point. Like, sure, it's great people like it, but you did it.
2: Yeah. Um, it's a mixed bag, because, like, I've heard a lot of filmmakers, like, make a movie, and then they're like, man, by the end of it, all the editing and all the time, they're, like, sick of watching it. Uh, and, I, like, I literally woke up this morning and started watching it, because I, like, like it that much. Like, I'm so happy with it that...
1: Yeah, like we've literally, like, we know every single line in the movie, obviously, because we wrote it and we spent months editing. We'll go back to the, uh, now we're drinking booze, uh, obviously it's our first movie, so we, we did all the lighting, we wrote it, we directed it, we did the camera work. We shot the whole movie with one camera, which is stupid, hard. Has shoot every scene three or four times, different angles. We shot it all out of order obviously because of location so when we started putting it together we were like i really hope this fucking thing actually makes sense because we shot everything out of order and i think that's where since we spent two months writing it we would go we worked together so we would just write all the time so we'd go like to a scene near the end of the movie and try to make sure it made sense with something in the beginning and uh i think us putting all that time in really benefited us because, we, like we said, we shot it over six months totally out of order. So there's scenes at the end that that we shot that tie with another scene. And the shit all actually pretty much makes sense. And that was the biggest thing. is when we first started really putting it together. We are like, damn, this shit's actually kind of going together. Yeah. It was, like, crazy when yeah. we first started seeing, like, that stuff towards the end
2: of the movie was, like, referencing yeah. stuff that happened in the beginning. And we're like, whoa, it's because we wrote it. Like, we actually yeah.
1: wrote it. We weren't just like, you know, oh,
2: let's just see what happens. You
1: know? And we were learning the software. We, you know, we basically did everything. And we were learning the software. And, uh. Yeah. We drank a bottle of vodka in an hour one night. Oh, and God. uh <laughs> We did.
2: Straight up. Well,
1: okay, go back to the beginning. The very first scene, like I said, we were learning. We did the sound, right? Yeah. Fucking held the boom almost the whole time. So we, we we're learning all that shit. To do external audio you sync it up with the audio on board camera the program will sync the two and then you delete the onboard audio well the first day of shooting 12 hours i accidentally had the onboard audio turned off on of my camera so there was nothing to sync the audio to yeah so i literally was syncing up to lips i spent like 15 or 20 hours trying to sync the audio we had all that, and then we edited some other scenes. We were all, also a lot worse about, like, running a track the oh, whole yeah. time we're
2: shooting. Yeah. Because, like, now, like, towards the end of shooting, we'd yeah. be like, you know, we would sync up and be like, yo, I'm stopping audio, yeah. or you stopping video, and we would time it. But, like, we, that day, we didn't know what we were doing, so, like, mm-hmm. we were just like, oh, we start a new audio track, new audio track, so There might new be audio three track.
1: audio
0: tracks to one video, vice versa. And, and it was, like, just fucking insanity. I realize what you guys just did. What you went through, the amount of effort it took, but you know what you should have done while you were doing
1: that—you
0: <laughs> should have written a book. I'm yeah. not even kidding.
1: How the hell not to? You do probably
2: shit. still could. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, how to how to fucking basically force yourself into like learning how to make a film. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: just figuring it all out. Yeah, I mean, we we're learning every aspect, you know, so it was very challenging. And the next one's going to be cut in half. At oh time yeah, the, easily. Yeah. Towards the end of it, we we're way way quicker we We were just knocking shit out at the end like no effortlessly and we would like make sure like we would do a take and we both know humor really good and we could hear somebody say something we'd be like nah that's not right and we'd reshoot stuff over and over and over until we got what we thought was good yeah that's why i think the humor in the movie works because like we we could tell
2: at the moment because like just writing a funny line in a piece of paper is not all, everything
0: it, it really depends right. on the performance and the delivery and well just the day that I was there you guys were you were very much like workshopping live you yeah were, you were yeah. watching who was capable of what because that was that's that's the important thing we got to mention and we'll, we'll go back to the very beginning of how this concept came together but uh, you know you're you're working with your friends yeah none of There's us no we' were, were really or, professionals yeah, no. you guys seems like you kind of got the idea in your head of you know what we know this guy I could see him doing this. Let's yeah. put him in it and see if he's any good. And fortunately, pretty much everybody turned out to be pretty damn good. Yeah. We like the fun. And that out.
1: wasn't an accident. Like, when we started writing this, since we knew a lot of these people weren't going to be actors, like Joe, the dialogue is written at that character's level. He's a piece of shit, so he talks like a piece of shit. And let me just say... And he's so natural at it, that's what I, he Joe did awesome, not an actor... Right. But we wrote it to, to like, It's like how we, actual
2: people talk. Yeah,
1: we're like, this yeah. is how he talks, and we're like, Joe would be perfect. He, yeah. He's a sack of shit like us. He's, he is the character, so he barely has to act. So, I think we matched up, like, our friends really oh, yeah. well. You didn't
2: have him playing, like, an accountant or something. Nah. Yeah. And, well, I, and, and that's one of the scenes that I got cut, is we tried to have him playing, like, <laughs> a normal, like... Fancy dress, cop, right, like right, a, right. He you know, just a, look like a, a gumshoe hat Am- and stuff, guy. and he just like a weirdo, like <laughs> Amish, like crazy guy that's like trying really hard to be normal and is clearly not. And we we're just like, yeah, let's just uh, show that in flashbacks. So that's the why that's always over. Yeah, thing. that's why that's the flashbacks you, you see him. Um, <laughs> uh, and
0: <laughs> so I feel like this movie was basically an excuse to have. Lots and lots of people tell Joe he looks like shit. (laughs) I was dying the whole time. Because every time he meets a new character, they say, Joe, you look like shit. (laughs) That's true. It is kind of like a running gag. Well, that's what I was wondering. If that was intentional or if it was just you know, a way of sort of telling the story of how broken down he was, but it definitely came across well, as a gag. Yeah, it it's, great. it's
2: both. I mean, because like, yeah, his, his wife got killed and he spiraled into depression started living in a trailer. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's like, he looks like shit. Plus, that's, that's, kind that's
1: kind a of very a, 80s thing that movies did. Yeah, like, they, would, they would all, yeah, all those movies, yeah. there was always like some running little joke that they would do. And, yeah, uh,
2: we got a couple of those that kind
1: of... Some of them we did intentionally, some of them we didn't actually plan, but then it worked out perfectly, like we actually planned it, so... Yeah,
2: like the like you were talking to me, like he just noticed the other day, he's like, uh, there's several points in the movie where people are talking about Brimstone, and they're just like, what the fuck is even in this shit? And it like, it's kind of a running gag that goes throughout the whole movie, and that was kind of unplanned, it just kind of happened that way, but it's... It's pretty funny. And, like, you know, Jeff's line when he's talking about it, he's like, oh, it looks like antifreeze. That was, like, improv. Yeah. Man. So.
0: it And and there's a lot of... It's funny how much continuity there is in the movie. It doesn't feel like a bunch of stuff that was just thrown together. Like, you guys put effort into making it a cohesive story that is also not, like, a chore to watch. Yeah, you didn't load it down with exposition. No. You you this this is meant to be a fun movie. Yeah. It's not meant to be a, "Hey mom, you got to see this really touching masterpiece I just watched." <laughs> like this is a fun movie you sit down and watch with a bunch of people while yeah. you're drinking, have a blast, yell at the screen. And I think it's kind of hard to make that kind of movie because most movies like that that we watch were supposed to be Real movies, yeah. that didn't like things. Yeah, things you know they were trying hard mm-hmm. to make a good movie. They were trying to make
2: it serious as hell. But you
0: guys wanted that party, fun, exciting experience, yeah. and you got it, and it worked. And yeah. it's harder. It wasn't like wink, wink, Sharknado. Right, no. like, right, right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and you know what? That's a perfect example because yeah. Sharknado was trying to do what you guys did. Yeah, and yeah. they just uh, they lost the magic of it. We talked about
1: it, like the humor part, uh, that uh, humor is just really hard to do comedy. It's just really hard to do comedy because it either falls on its ass or it's funny. There's no in between. Yeah. And it's all about timing and, you know, delivery and shit like that. But when we were writing it, we didn't want Joe, we didn't want it to be like just like, like you were talking about, Sharknado, stupid. Yeah. And we both like Leslie Nielsen movies, Airplane, oh, yeah. all of his movies. But the dude's a master. It's like you're not gonna
0: do that unless you're Leslie Nielsen, because it's gonna be dumb as fuck. Yeah. But Joe is the consummate straight man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all this crazy shit's going out around him, but he is a very uh, legitimate, real character. Yeah. Yeah. He's yes, he's over the top, and yes, the violence and everything, but he he believes in everything that's happening around him and yeah. as a result while you're watching him you buy in as well uh-huh. and that's you know it's it's a combination of the the scenes and the situations you guys created and Joe just being that dude <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean we we try
2: very hard to like you know there's a couple things that are like way over the top like him
0: ripping off his disguises <laughs> yeah. he's back in his clothes <laughs> so but good, it's so though. good it's and just you're so waiting for it yeah. the second time yeah. in the club yeah i was like oh i hope they fucking do that again yeah. and there it is yeah. like you guys yeah. you had the feel like we, for what yeah. the audience was gonna
1: want to see sprinkle a little bit of that like over the top shit because it's yeah. funny yeah but like, at the up. same time we were trying to make like an actual real movie like yeah we weren't trying to rely on just like we say that as Alan's balls pop out. Well, <laughs> go to Lord. that scene. We didn't even know his sack Lugget, was hanging that out.
0: Meaty brown nugget. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea, dude. Yeah. He was like sitting there editing it. it. Was like, what the fuck? Well, when but on the day of watching, because I was here mm. for the for the listeners. Well, like I said, we're watching the movie. This is a big fight scene. This is the scene that I was in. Which actually, I got a question about this for you guys in a second. But in watching this. I was like, "There's no way his junk and just hanging out of those shorts." Because I was off to the side and he kind of wasn't facing me. But I mean, those shorts were, yeah, they were dangerously low. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and there it is, and it's hilarious. And you've got some male nudity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we
1: we asked him about. He's like, "Hell no, leave them in there." Yeah. well you're like, "Do we do we need to blur
0: these bad boys or what?" You know? He's like, "No." So I got. This my question about this scene. So this, obviously, I was very invested in seeing this portion of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know how I came off. Of oh, yeah, you well, awesome. uh, But I found it an interesting choice to use the shot where Andre's head was moving in and out of my frame constantly.
1: Um. <laughs> it goes back to uh, <laughs> uh, the lines. Like a lot, a lot of the shit was being ad lib. Yeah, and it just goes
0: back to shooting with two cameras. It had to be hard as fuck to match even even if within the scene everybody kind of is on the same page. Yeah. It's got to be hard to put together that 3 minutes of a scene.
1: Oh, we, spent, yeah. we spent a couple days. Yeah, I think
2: that came down to that was the best possible take we had out of the takes we had Well, uh,
1: yeah, and like we we do different takes but then sometimes mm-hmm. like some of the talking may not match up with the very next scene yeah or we had another angle and something like somebody was standing in the wrong spot where they weren't before there's stuff like that you or the one
0: where i was fucking standing in the background during (laughs) oh yeah like that that yeah but
1: you know sometimes you don't i mean like we only had so much shit so
0: all I care about is I just died on film and I love that <laughs> oh yeah thank dude. you oh, for you that you you fucking and blew, it, blew it, it for the listeners if anybody wants to know why I've had a beard since I was like 18 this <laughs> this role, this, role this, will this answer, answer that question <laughs> oh hell
1: no man you're a suave oh, yeah you look pretty badass
0: Oof. You're like
2: Man, I, I do love the fact that every time we've watched this with people and uh, he first pulls out the car phone, like A everyone just pop. lost their shit. Huge pop. That and the Scrubs,
0: biggest pops oh, the whole Oh, yeah, day. yeah, yeah. The Scrubs were great. Yeah. Because I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, nobody knew that was coming. And I think even people who, who don't, and for the listeners who may not know, the Scrubs are Kevin's uh, little, little twin chihuahuas, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're awesome. And, uh... The crowd, like, lost their oh, shit. No, yeah. Man. I was like, "God damn!" But I like the fact that when he pulls the car phone out, somebody last night was like, It's a car phone! <laughs> <laughs> it's so literal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't hear that. That's funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, Because um, I was, I was, like, right up front to the right, which actually sucked, because there was no way to go around the back. So when I, had, oh, when I yeah. got up, I had to walk right in front of the screen... But um yeah, somebody like <laughs> off to the side it's like It's a car phone <laughs> It was great.
2: I think we like we were looking for like weird phones and like we had to for story reasons have him talking in his car a few times. Yeah. And we're trying to figure it out, and we're like, Yeah, I'm gonna get a car phone and then Nicole's like, Well I found this she's like, I searched car phone and a phone that's shaped like a car showed up. And I'm like, order that shit right now. That's hilarious. I'm that's
1: like, that's funny as shit. shit. It's that's like insane. one of uh, like Sports Illustrated. They had like a football yeah, phone. Yeah, the football. Yeah. That's kind of like Which, what it,
0: it, it is. I didn't give a shit. I, I've never given a shit about football at all. But when I was a kid, <laughs> I wanted one of those football phones yeah. so bad. Yeah, that and the Mickey Mouse phone. <laughs> you mentioned Nicole. Um, and I want to talk a little bit uh, about, because I think they deserve credit. Your support at home, uh, your your ladies supporting you for this last year,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: While be going you've been with a
1: lot, oh yeah, yeah, my wife. I just gave this. her excuse where she could watch shitty girly movies when I she was she's good with <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I mean Nicole's great with it, uh, and she uh, she obviously was there a lot and helped with a lot of the the f- effects and everything. And uh, yeah, I mean it. She she put a bloody butthole on my head. That we didn't end like up actually you know, using it. Okay, I got it's a picture of it. Head. That's what. Yeah, happens. yeah.
0: But, it's uh, up on Instagram. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, it it uh yeah, it worked out really good. I mean, she's super supportive. Both of them are super supportive mm-hmm. and cool, and we're like you know, fucking down for it. And, you know, and last night, like you know, Nicole and me and. I'm sure this dude right here, we're all just kind of emotional, like watching it with all these people. And it was just like, dude, this, I can't believe this actually happened.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I was really drunk, but it's like the movie <laughs> went by really fast, which is a good thing. Yeah. I've watched a lot of other movies and that are half the time and it seemed like it, they're twice as long. Yeah. And I'm like, that was kind of the cool thing. We had a, we showed a few of our friends and they watched the entire movie and that's yeah. a pretty cool feeling.
0: Yeah. yeah there, well, there's no downtime.
1: Yeah. No, it keeps uh, moving. We trimmed a lot of shit out. It, the
0: original cut was like three hours or oh something. Oh, my gosh. You, you, but you knew what your goal was. And, and, again, you guys being on the same page, working on the whole thing from beginning to end together, it's not like you hired a director to make it. Like, no. you did everything. Yeah. So the vision was the same all along. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Uh, so knowing just to wrap up the the support like does it make easier does it make it easier to do creative things having that support at home because I find oh, knowing yeah. knowing I've got somebody at home that loves everything that I do and is you know yeah. wants me to succeed with these things makes a big difference in my motivation it makes a big difference in also, well, yeah. my ability to even I know
1: your thing get yeah. Going.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think it's awesome. Uh, I've dealt with people that do not have that support system, and it obviously sucks for them. Uh, And I'm very, very fortunate, we both are, that we, like, have someone that, like, actually gives a shit. Yeah. And, like, Kira and Nicole are, like, our biggest fans. Yeah, they they, they actually love it. Yeah,
1: they love the movie. Like, uh... And it's like, yeah, we both have women that if they truly, like love you and support you, they're gonna support what you wanna do even if it's not what they wanna do. Yeah. So and they realize that we've dedicated a year of our life. I mean, like literally we yeah every night after work we would work from five till midnight. I we'd would come work, over go and to we'd his work. house and we work. And yeah. on the editing part, we did that for two months and uh I mean all our both of our chicks are cool and yeah. They realize we like to do a bunch of dumb shit that's, like, really fun. (laughs) Yeah. Like, with the band, we do a lot of stuff, so they're
0: used to it. Yeah. And uh, it was just fun. So, while you were shooting this, writing this, uh, wrangling people, and actually, you know what, let's talk about that for a little while, because my least favorite thing in the world is scheduling people to do things. Oh, God, dude. And once Missed you get over about three people, yeah. it really starts to become, like, you develop anxiety. You oh, start yeah. You getting fucking headaches just looking oh, yeah. at phone numbers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah well, you know, obviously, th- you guys don't, don't want to talk about any specific names <laughs> or anything, but as far as just the dealing with people and the scheduling.
2: Yeah, um... No, it was, that was, I think that was probably one of the hardest things, because, like, I mean, once we were, like, getting going on the shooting days, it was just really fun. Yeah, Ryan did almost all the scheduling. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like, they, having that cast page helped a lot, because it kind of kept yeah. everyone on the same page. So, like, we had a Facebook cast page that we would communicate with everyone to, and we posted a very clear schedule, and we're, like, you know, all I ask is, like, I know, like, nobody's getting paid for this. I know it's a very low budget thing but like all I ask is like please don't cancel like the day of right. and for the most part we didn't really have that happen so like I'm thankful about that <clears throat> um, aside from a couple like little things like that but most of the time everyone was like down to be in it and I feel like the sequel I feel like we're gonna have zero problem yeah, getting we people learned to a be lot. in it because this one
1: a lot of the scenes only had a few people those are easy but like your scene we had a that was, we had to coordinate getting the place to shoot Getting them to open the door. Now, yeah, you know. Yeah, that was fun. And then you know, trying to get you know, anytime I'm trying to get six, eight, ten people together and everybody's scheduled to work. Yeah, it's challenging. And, and those unknowns, like the door not
0: being open. Well, to be fair just... though, if I hadn't been, what did I work the night before? Or I don't remember what it was. I couldn't get there as early as everybody else did. So yeah. to be fair, like, eh, if I could have been there. You know when you guys got there? Yeah, uh, could have because the right guy ahead. was there at that point, and then he like apparently <laughs> he got raptured, evaporated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something
2: happened. He just disappeared. He just called. I never died saw the him toilet again. or something. <laughs> like, yeah, and he even said like he's like, "Yeah, I'll be here all day," and like just vanished, like and nobody knew where he was at. We was just sent keeper Sutherland
0: after that guy. <laughs> yeah,
2: but we're very lucky. We had a lot of awesome friends. Oh fuck that yeah. us. No, yeah. Super I mean, I. Like I said, I mean, nobody was getting paid, it was a very low budget affair, so the fact that people were willing to give up their weekends to shoot, like, with us, is fucking awesome.
0: Well, and I think that says a lot about you guys, though, and your attitude and your professionalism, because is you know, it may seem funny to say that, but you were very professional the whole time. Oh yeah, was shooting, that, we were serious. Yeah, You. Yeah. It, but it wasn't... At no point did you guys come across like you were trying to be like arrogant filmmaker uh-huh. dudes. Like, no. it was very collaborative. It I think was we, were very... called, we were called
2: monsters once.
0: <laughs> there was like,
2: uh, or Matt, what was it? It was like the first day of shooting. And, uh, or we were called like psychopaths or something. Like, somebody was like, the, these directors are psychopaths. I don't remember what it was, but it was like <laughs> funny as shit. And Derek's like, oh, y'all are off to a good start. <laughs> but, uh, Somebody somebody (laughs) already got the balls going. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. Nah, that's, I mean, for the most part, it was fucking fun.
0: Yeah. So, talking about locations a little bit, you've got a lot of them in the movie, which I think is part of what makes it so much fun to watch because a lot of times when you see something that's basically a no budget feature they're like two two locations and you're like like a basement shot from three different angles, Mm -hmm. like maybe if we paint that wall yellow people will think it's a different place but you guys legit have a ton of look like the police station right there that exterior, that looks great and even though it's just one still shot, I don't know if you guys fucking got it off the internet or what. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we paid for it. Yeah. But but yeah. See, and, but that's important. Instead legit, of just yeah. saying, well, people will get that this is a police station, no. throwing that one shot in there yeah. adds so much to these scenes that are very clearly not in a police station. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know. But it's, but it makes a, it's a world of difference. And yeah. there are a lot of little things like that where you guys sort of took the time to... to Within the constraints of what you were working with, yeah, uh, make it feel more real, make it feel bigger. Yeah, uh, how'd you go about finding the locations?
2: Um, I mean, a lot of it was like uh, like we did the Satanic Temple show, and then they were like, uh, you know, basically in exchange for payment, like you guys want to want to shoot here, and we're like, hell yeah! So we shot at Safety Wolf. Uh, that was really cool. Um,
1: the yeah the
2: this one, yeah, all the, the police
1: station stuff. That's my wife's work. Is uh, her boss lets shoot there, her boss's son's in it for a second, and then uh, yeah, he's uh, is he Larry or Terry? Oh, yes. one of those two, <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan's parents have a
2: cabin, so oh, yeah, this. that's and, and that did affect the screen, uh, the script, like the script writing process. Was mm-hmm. like, we were like, well, we know we can use a cabin, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's you know. Right. Right. Uh, the, uh, Del Jepsen scene was our friend Buck Bennett has, like, an old, uh, house that he's restoring. Like, I mean, it's, like, from the 1920s or something. It's an old-ass house. And, uh, right now it's just empty, and he's just like, yeah, you can use it for whatever. So that, the whole Del Jepsen scene took place, uh, at that house in, in Lula. Uh, and then, uh, the drug lab was all, like at like a wood shop yeah. so it's like weird because if you look too much in the background you're like i guess in the back of sweetwater they're making drugs and dealing with wood <laughs> also making coffee tables <laughs> they're making tables and
0: shit i guess that was that was another point where you guys really knew exactly what the audience was gonna uh was gonna want and there there's some spoilers in here nothing's yeah. gonna ruin the movie nah. <laughs> you can't ruin this movie it's fucking awesome but uh, if you're listening and you want it to be completely a total surprise, go watch the movie and then come back to this. But uh, during the big climactic scene, yeah. you guys have this giant wall of cardboard boxes. It's no more work behind John. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and that whole fight. Whole scene, you're whole like, time I was I'm ready just like, for someone. To and you do guys that. even tease it yeah. a <laughs> bunch of times. You're like, is this it? Is he going into the box? Okay, okay. It's like Vince McMahon like watching the end of a match. Oh, we got him. No, he didn't. Like it was oh, yeah. so good, and, and so many little things like that that you guys really, obviously, as students of, like, I don't know how to phrase, awesome movies, yeah, yeah. '80s movies, like that, have to like very much watch Oh
1: yeah, well, and like that whole sequence from Sweetwater to uh, him fighting on the stair thing with, with Cliff, Cliff. Yeah. and then going to the. The main fight scene that was in a wood shop. The last scene is actually outside under an awning thing. So we were trying to make it all visually look because their original edit is very dissimilar. Lighting, well, you can is tell, very it's obvious. So location, we did a right? lot in post just to try to make it at least flow like the light. same, yeah. same color and darkened it a lot to try to hide the wood. We could not find a warehouse to save our life. We know everybody bars. Yeah. We had two bars to shoot at. We could not find a, just a vacant warehouse. That's
0: wild. And people want like a thousand dollars of rent one more, like, yeah. Because yeah. nah. <clears throat> everything uses a fucking warehouse. You know, it's almost better that you didn't, though, because those last scenes have a unique look to them. Yeah. Yeah. They have a feel of all the movies that we've seen before. Yeah. But it's not just a warehouse. It's no. this really interesting, like the, where, where Cliff and Joe have their big yeah, standoff. Yeah, that place looks cool. Oh, yeah, that was like, cool. That, that looked so great and it's totally believable that those stairs went down to where, yeah. I mean, it, it worked. It was, it yeah. all felt right. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't just, like, if that had all just taken place in a big warehouse, I don't think it would have been as interesting. You probably no. would have, Like it might have been easier easier to shoot. Yeah.
1: Well, the original thing was just it would be all dark to where you could barely see anything. So we just basically needed a big open space for the main fight scene just to make the lighting very dramatic. And we were literally shooting it with just daylight, which is not the most dramatic. Supposed to be midnight at a club. And we were shooting it essentially outside in the shade. Which yeah, made it, it very challenging. Before try we added the, the music
2: and shit, like you could literally hear like some birds chirping in the background and shit. It's like this is the weirdest fight scene ever. And that's why it's all shot from one side because you could not turn
1: anywhere yeah. because you it was an
2: overhang, so if you did turn the camera you would see that you're outside.
1: Right. So it right. made it made shooting very because you could you could only really shoot one Yeah. One way basically. But uh I'm 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 really happy
2: with the way that ending fight scene finally oh, yeah. came together. Because the first cut of it, I was like, oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> and then uh, to the, to now, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome.
1: And we didn't actually get to film the end of the movie. We had
2: There was a scene that we had to cut. Uh, that's why there's the opening narration and the closing narration, which actually, I think, works. Because I've been watching a lot of bad 80s movies recently that start and end that way. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, we nailed it. But yeah, um... But yeah, there was a the original scene. Uh, Joe was going to be leaving the club. Um, and he walks out of Sweetwater and the Chiefs there with the car, and he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, Joe, you know, we just cleared the club. You know, we found out what happened. It's like you were right the whole time. They kind of reconcile, and then he promotes them to sergeant. Uh, was it Sergeant Striker? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, he promotes him to Sergeant Striker, and he's like, because Joe's like, oh, I'm going to hang up the badge, and he's like, he's like, well, how does Sergeant Striker say- sound? And then fucking. Chick comes out that got blown up with a grenade, and she's all, like, fucked up looking, and she's like, Eve will never die, and I start shooting at him. Chief does a tech roll, and we're going to have, like, a stunt double that's not him at all. Like, some, like, skinny dude, <laughs> like, do a roll, and then, like, it'll cut to the Chief down, and he was going to shoot her, and then he's like, Sergeant Stryker, sounds good, I'm in, and then it was going to end. And that was the original plan, and we were going to call the next one Sergeant Stryker,
1: and, but, uh, we've kind of, we kind of pivoted a <laughs> yeah. little. So, yeah, we... Went back scheduling things. It was, just wasn't going to happen. So we were stuck. Yeah. And there was a bunch of stuff with the car we were supposed to do, but we didn't get to shoot it. Some other scenes. So that's yeah, it's why his we. Dad's car and they yeah, moved they moved to-, to Ohio. So we I don't, we weren't, we weren't well. able to. So we went with the narration thing just because it's one, it lays out the damn movie in the first 30 seconds. So if you don't get the movie, then. Yeah, you're just gonna, I don't know. You need to be watching <laughs> Teletubbies. <laughs> and uh,. And then it, it was like, and it used the narrator, so then we closed it with a narrator, and that kind of wraps it up. Yeah. And it, it worked. So. Yeah, it, it, like, it I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah it works perfectly. It, it worked. It worked good.
2: Oh, yeah, it was, like, it was kind of a happy accident, because yeah. I'm actually, I like the way it, yeah. it ended now.
0: Who the, I don't want to, I don't want to, oh man, oh, that's no. my fault. I can't believe I did that. Uh, shout uh, out i, to I owe TV. everybody a shot of elijah craig so next time you're in the phantom zone i'll hook you up <laughs> um so who designed the final boss i guess i um, getting too specific
2: no no yeah so uh uh i ordered that prosthetic because we kind of had a look we were going for and like, a lot of the demon prosthetics were, like, just too, like, party city, like, over the top, like, didn't look 80s, like an 80s monster, and, uh, we were like, no, it needs to be just kind of simplistic, like, devil guy, uh, and, uh, so I ordered someone, uh, from this, like, movie effects site, and it was just, like, just completely plain, you had to, like, assemble the horns and everything yourself, and then uh me and nicole both airbrushed it like we spent like a week just like layering it with different different shades of green and stuff to tie in with the whole brimstone thing right and all right that stuff. um and then yeah nicole applied it and then did the black nails on them and all that stuff so
0: well i mean it looked good it was a yeah. it was a very cool design yeah uh and, and it looked cool with the suit too With yeah. the
2: suit that he was wearing like that just kind of all it was kind of a once again, happy accident. It just ended up
1: looking really cool to me. Oh, yeah. They did, they did a really good job. looked yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, w- it was uh, very recognizable that it was something demonic, but it wasn't, it wasn't totally like, oh, that's a demon I've seen before. Like, yeah. it had a unique look yeah. to it, but it also worked. It didn't get mushy. Yeah. Like, it was distinctive. So, like, when they went back to the fight scenes or whatever... It didn't look like this green blob. like It was yeah. still distinctive. It was, yeah. it was a lot soft. of that had to do with like the shading under the cheekbones mm-hmm. and all that
2: stuff. It kind of just had a, a cool vibe to it. And that bright green with the black
0: just kind of made it really pop. Mm-hmm. So were there any... Before you guys started shooting, were there specific scenes or days that you were really looking forward to? Like things that you could see so clearly in your head you were like, I can't wait to see how this turns out oh, yeah i mean i'm All sure the whole thing to a certain extent but um yeah i mean so
2: we the first issue was this like the trailer stuff like the trailer fight scene and that was just like literally like i just i hope we can oh, do my this sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good line <laughs> um but that's like kind of our first experience of shooting action and like filming action like kind of getting the feel for it uh so by the time we got to your scene at Atlanta Zombie Apocalypse, we were, like, really ready to Dick go. Dick Knife. So that was, that was probably my favorite. I'm sorry, i got to turn around so I'm oh, get along to the movie. But, yeah, I think that uh, your scene, the drug bust, that was one of the bigger, like, action ones that, yeah. that we were really excited to shoot. Or I was. What's oh, there? yeah. It was the
1: longest one to edit and the, the most involved. This one was our first day, so it was very exciting. The trailer yeah. was full of shit, so we had to rent a U-Haul just to empty it and it was raining. That side is supposed to open up to give us another four feet, but the motor or someone works, so we, it was way narrower than we were planning. Yeah. So we that had thing's literally, we have like four feet of room in the middle and we were thinking we were going to have eight or ten feet, so it made shooting it very challenging, which made it exciting because we had to, you know, solve a problem, which is what we did on every, every shoot. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, we got much better at solving problems. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because we were like, okay, we've run into this. We can figure we this out. Well, we'll instantly know. We're like, yo, this this scene, we can shoot this way put the lights here.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, did anything occur while you were shooting that kind of, you mentioned before, some happy accidents. But did anything turn out to be a little easier than you thought it would be? Or maybe uh, something happened where you were like, oh, we can take advantage of of this and save time this way or this worked out better. Um, I mean,
2: there was like some, some like scenes we kind of had to do alternate stuff for like uh Jimmy Bickard scene. Uh, that was originally going to be this whole other elaborate kind of goofy thing where he was going it to, it had the same end result where he interrogated a guy and found out where Angela lived, but it had like all these steps before. And, uh, we finally were just like, a getting this location that you know is going to require like three separate buildings yeah, for him yeah. to go between to to find somebody it's going to be a nightmare and uh finally we simplified it and i'm actually like really happy and i don't want to give it away cause yeah, because i like, we well, want to, no, reuse we're we're going to use our eyes that oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the next one yeah. but uh but yeah so i'm trying to be careful about what i say but like it, it worked out that we didn't use it in this one but the next movie we're going to use well, Joe Striker Two, uh, coming in July of 2020. Slow <laughs> oh, down! I mean, slow down! I don't even know. I don't even know what the next movie is going to be exactly. <laughs> we have a we have an idea, but as far as the name and all that stuff, we've gone back and forth. Mm-hmm. We did originally, funny story. We originally mm-hmm. like it talked about maybe calling it Striker Force. And uh, and then uh, we found out that's a gay porn from the 80s, so we're going to not do that. I think it's a different no, kind of
0: Don't force. let that stop you. <laughs> oh, and actually, for the listeners, I found this out today when I was trying to show... Uh, I think I said... Yeah, I said this before we started recording. Uh, if you go back and listen to the Corpsewood Manor episode that we did, uh, one of my co-workers, Andy, is on there talking about it, and I wanted to show him the trailer for Joe Stryker today. Since he's kind of extended part of the show, he loved it, but... I, could, I didn't remember that the trailer was on Vimeo. Yeah. And not YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking on YouTube for Joe Stryker. And for the listeners, if you find Joe Stryker on YouTube, that's not this Joe Stryker. Uh-uh. Apparently oh, there's I a Joe Stryker web series. Oh. Huh. So uh, that's not what we're talking about today. This is like some different It's from like 2008 or something. Oh no, fuck that. Yeah, I, I didn't okay. even watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Just, just, if you go looking it up, it's on Vimeo, mm-hmm. go check the trailer out, or just order the Blu-ray, because it's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, is yeah. just a lot, uh, less of a pain in the ass. Actually, it it's looks a lot classic. looks better, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, YouTube's basically a shithole. It's trash.
1: Well, we got permission to use all this music, and they flag it immediately if you have any music in there. And you have and, to go prove. And we're like, fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah. So, Vimeo didn't. And they don't whatever. compress the fuck out of it, and it doesn't look like trash. Yeah. Like YouTube just compresses the hell out of files and Vimeo you know, just looks way better.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now on the technical side of things, uh, but going into this, like before you guys were even shooting, did you have an idea of what was going to be involved with learning, editing, and sound mixing and everything else? Uh, did you, know, you kind of know what programs you were going to use? Well, I mean, was... I
1: shot five music videos for us and edited them, so I mean, I... I yeah. I knew the pride. I mean, I know, the, I'm not, like, an editing expert by any stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, I, I obviously had some some experience doing all our music videos that we've done the last four or five, but, uh... Yeah, he basically taught me how to use... Um, And I learned along the way, we learned a lot of shortcuts and stuff like that, so... And like on the technical side is extremely low budget. I mean, I'm literally using an eight or nine year old DSLR that's not even a really a video camera. So.
0: Well, I mean, it looks great.
1: Yeah. Equipment is not, that doesn't matter. People that like, you know, it really doesn't matter. It's all about the story and the acting. Yeah. We shot this on,
0: you know. I mean, a portion it's got to be that finishing process, though, because, yeah. I mean, it looks good. It, it's, uh, I like how we're sitting here in a slightly blurry car shot, but it mostly looks yeah. really, really, it, I mean, it looks like a film. It's
1: extremely hard to focus because you, all, all movies are manual focus, and it, without getting technical, I have a full frame DSLR, which the depth of field is razor small, so. Scenes where they're moving that I learned a lot about, you know, follow focusing and whatnot, uh, shooting it, is very challenging.
0: Well, it doesn't look... You know how when you go on Amazon... And you're like, oh, that movie sounds kind of interesting. And then about thirty seconds into it, you're like, this looks like shit shot on video. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can even watch this. A lot of people are. This shooting doesn't. On iPhones. This doesn't look like that. Yeah, it looks good. Like it. It has that cinematic look to it. It doesn't
1: have that. That's because it's got shallow depth of field. Without getting technical. And people's fine. People I with camcorders... People
0: listeners are geniuses. People with
1: camcorders, they have a very small sensor and small apertures, which means everything is in focus. So you can instantly tell when something's shot with a camcorder. Or a because, phone. Or a phone, because everything's in focus. But when you watch a movie, the background's usually blurred out to draw your attention to the subject matter. So Holy not shit. everything's in focus. Because if everything's in focus, it's very distracting. Yeah. It
0: never... I was aware of the difference, yeah. but I didn't know what the difference was. That's fascinating. It's very that. subtle. It doesn't have yeah. to be
1: massively blurry, but if everything's in focus, it's not drawing your, your attention to the, you know.
0: Right, the, right, right. right. He, what you're
1: he, supposed to be looking at.
2: So. He explained that to me because, like, I was kind of talking to him about that, and I was just like, yeah, well, like, why is it such a big difference, like, to use, like, a really nice phone camera, but you can still tell it's a phone camera. Yeah. Yeah. And it, as you know, and he was basically saying it's because everything's in focus, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't have that cinematic look. It's like it's distracting. Uh, in fact, like even like the, some of the driving and stuff in the green screen that was like footage shot with my yeah. phone, uh, and it looks fucking wacky. But we're just like, God, it's perfect. <laughs> no, it's yeah. fine. It's great. Uh, yeah. It's great.
0: I love it. Well, it's like watching uh, when you would watch old Doctor Who. They shot interior scenes with video. Exterior scenes were film. Yeah and you can sit there within the same fucking episode. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, what? And I've never, you know, I'm like I said, I was aware of the difference and I didn't know what it was though. Mm-hmm. And that was, that clarity, that makes total sense. Yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, all right, so let's, let's talk about this guy. Hmm. Did you have any idea, he, now obviously, nobody's stealing the movie from Joe. Yeah. But, did you have any idea that, he was that good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We so he is an He's been a friend of ours forever. Like what? Well, like I mean, years, years. We before. shot a music video in his house. The house show we got electrocuted was in his yeah, house. At his house, yeah. Uh, so we've been friends with Jimmy for a long time.
2: And this is Jimmy
0: Harper. Jimmy Harper playing Angelo. Angelo. Yeah, just Angelo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember if he had a last name or not. No, no. I did like the different pronunciations of Valencia. <laughs> yeah, Valencio. <laughs> like, it's, like, different every time.
2: Yeah, Joe did that. That was, like, funny as shit. We're like, yeah, let's just keep that going. You yeah, yeah, did it, yeah. like, once, and then we're like, yeah, let's just keep it going. It's yeah. funny. Uh, but, no, um, every single person that has seen this movie has been like, holy shit, that guy is just next level. And what's funny is is like he wasn't even we we knew we were going to work with him and mm-hmm. like because he's already he's an actor he does stuff in South Carolina uh he's a great dude so we knew we wanted to work with him but that wasn't necessarily the role we had in mind for him at first because i mean he's a big dude with tattoos
0: yeah it? the guy's like 6'5" <laughs> well, when you 50 see pounds, him he's a beast right and he looks like he's got fucking tattoos going up to his chin like yeah. he he looks like a heavy he does yeah. not look like this goofy motherfucker.
1: Originally, yeah. it was supposed to be Derek, yeah. but because Derek of his living Angela. situation, right, right, living yeah. in Ohio, it it wasn't going to work out for as much time as we need. And, um, and
0: being a big rock and roll star, yeah, yeah,
1: well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was the original. That's who originally we wanted to do it, but uh, it didn't work out. And yeah, and we were gonna we are gonna use. I think we we're gonna use Jimmy Harper as Jimmy Baker's role.
2: Yeah, I mean, originally. Um. But, yeah, no, like, everyone, my dad, like, my dad has been, like, talking to me nuts about, like, oh, my God, Angela is the funniest shit. It's like, I just, he's like, I literally fast forward my Blu-ray and watch all the scenes. Well, yeah, and originally
1: the, the one montage was supposed to be Razor doing it, but he was so damn good, we we're like, we need to put him in this movie way more.
2: Yeah, he, he yeah. So. after his first day of shooting, we're like, okay, you just made it into every scene we can possibly put you in because he's just so good. And he really, it's weird because he's such a big part of the movie, but he doesn't show up until like 30 minutes in. Mm -hmm. It's a
1: while. That's because originally he was just like supposed to be a tiny little part, but then we're like, yeah, we need to throw him in every damn scene with Dominic that we can. Yeah. So.
0: I really loved that Joe uh, sees Angelo. He's in the same room as Angelo. Yeah, he doesn't know. And later is looking for Angelo with that drawing. Now, where did the drawing come from? Uh, he he drew that.
2: Uh, it, it it It's kind of ridiculous, but basically uh, you describe what Angelo looks like. Yeah, and he yeah. just draws a picture of what he thinks <laughs> he looks like and gives it to Bobby
0: Nash. And then
2: Bobby Nash runs it through his computer. That's
0: awesome. Science works. Kudos to award-winning Bobby Nash. He was awesome. Oh, yeah. For being yeah. the perfect goonie yeah you're, you're coming to the anniversary right he's <laughs> fuck no
1: <laughs> see originally Angela wasn't even supposed to be in that scene he where wasn't. he sees him but yeah. we were like we're gonna put him in every scene because he's yeah, just so right. when yeah. we originally wrote it he wasn't even supposed to be there but he just so happened to work out because they never say his name so yeah there's,
2: his name is never said at it. any point so like he doesn't know that that's Angela. he knows he's yeah. looking for a guy with a scar but i mean now where did that jacket come from
1: he oh, bought he it. bought
2: it. Like he, he showed up when that he shit. showed up to shooting with the hat. Like I, I think I, I told him to get the zoo but everything else was his choice,
1: a hundred percent. The uh, little lisp he does, yeah, everything. That's just him. It's yeah, it's he's so. It's such a bold amazing. choice. it's
0: uh, well, and it's a full character. You get him immediately. Yeah. Oh totally. You, you might and see him again. It's funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You will just a little bit. Better still have that tattoo.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, <the> new
0: <laughs> so, at what point did you decide that uh, Dale Jepson was going to be a part of this? Because I feel like when you were first putting this together, I don't know if. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. You'd already done the first Mart Up Fest, and the, yeah. it was a, it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, but was two of them yeah was there always going to be a dale jepson scene or did that kind of yeah. get added? yeah yeah okay. was, there was always going to be one
2: um uh originally had yeah, everyone but then like cliff couldn't be there and uh Derek couldn't be there and it just kind of got convoluted so we simplified it mm-hmm. to just uh us and um bradley was so good um you need to definitely watch this scene again since you're, you're getting are getting. Oh, drink. yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, this scene is, is one of my favorites. I was getting
0: one beer for about 20 minutes. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah.
2: I saw you. I saw you walk over there, and I was like, damn, this is taking a while.
0: I think, uh, honestly, I think it works better with it just being a few dudes. Yeah, I need I, to. I really like, because to me, that makes Dale stand out more as kind of, he seems like a more special character as yeah. opposed to just this group of who are these guys. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's more obvious that he's something significant. Yeah. And I also he's like look- the blow in your mustache earlier. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I accidentally like actually did a line <laughs> of that fucking baby powder or whatever it was. And oh, I was gosh. like, ah, oh. yeah. I was trying to fake do it. And then some of it actually ended up going on my, on my nose. So. That's huh. tremendous. <laughs> And that head you can currently buy on her big cartel. Oh, the head's still available. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. If you want if you
0: need a severed Bobby Cox head, yeah. that's Bobby Cox, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. beautiful Bobby Cox. <laughs> then, yeah. uh, big cartel.
2: I don't even see Joe's totally
0: laughing, and that's. Oh yeah, that's yeah, fine. Oh, Dale Jepson taken down by a tomahawk. No more appropriate demise yeah, has oh, yeah. ever been filmed in the history of cinema. That was pretty much decided immediately. I think. <laughs> When it came down to the physical stuff, because obviously there are a lot of fight scenes in this movie, uh, how, how hard is that? Like, how tough is it to put together a deep... Because first you have to film it. First you have to get people who are capable of looking... Like It's hard to find someone who looks like they're throwing a punch that isn't throwing a punch.
2: Uh, without making contact,
0: so well, Joe
2: made contact a few times. <laughs> I mean, Joe just slammed his face in my dad's car hit yeah. the car with yeah. his forehead. Oh,
0: oh sounds like it's real. Like, yo, Joe, uh, calm down there, bud. Oh, that actually made me really nervous. Uh, at the towards the beginning, of, no, it was the beginning of the movie, you uh, or your character is outside waiting for Joe. Joe pulls up in the car <laughs> and he's in kind of a narrow alley type yeah. thing, and he opens the door, and I was like, if he scrapes that door on that brick. Oh no! I was sitting there watching it like, oh.
1: well, originally we filmed that scene with our, our our other buddy, but it it didn't end up working out. So me, I'm not actually in the alley. I'm standing next to the, the car wash in my apartment complex. So <laughs> Which I was it's literally pretty
2: right. awesome that nobody's really noticed. No, that, that was like,
1: literally in my apartment complex. I was talking to nobody. I was filming, <laughs> and then <laughs> we just and we ended up making it work. It worked. It, it, I but, mean, it uh, absolutely uh,
0: worked. Yeah, and well, and it's it, again. You go into this movie looking to have fun, yeah. yeah. So you're not like looking to analyze it. I don't think those two guys are in the same place. This is bullshit. (laughs) That one guy looks just like the other guy, (laughs) right? Right. Like if you're going in like that, maybe you need to watch like uh, anything uh, else, Yeah, yes, or something. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But getting the fight scenes shot is one thing. Finding the people who can look like they're being physical uh, and shooting the right angles so that the action looks good, but then you've got to go back and edit together a convincing-looking fight scene mm, yeah, like the scene between Joe and uh, Alan. Yeah. That <laughs> looks... I mean, yeah. It's, it looks good. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it doesn't look incompetent in any way. Yeah. Like, yeah. what... Did you find that to be kind of frustrating trying to put that stuff together, yeah. or did it... It's just
1: time-consuming. Yeah. Because we, like you know try to pick the right things but for every minute of footage we probably spent two hours editing for every minute of, yeah. of film easy and that yeah but uh the fight scenes that we learned we we did watch some youtube videos and obviously you don't show the fight from the side because you're not. Right. A, so you shoot over the shoulder and you can have like that goes back to the camera if you're far enough away with the zoom lens it compresses people and Absolutely. they could be two feet away from them it looks like they're right on their face, but, uh, I think the thing we learned in this one is, you have to actually throw the punches full speed, we had a lot of footage where we were like, yeah, like, slow-mo, and it's like, <laughs> so you could speed up film a little bit, but not too much, 20% or becomes, something, becomes, uh, uh, yeah, like, or like, most right, Jackie right. Chan movies are sped up, yeah, 20% yeah. or something, but, So I think we did learn a lot. It's challenging doing Um, action stuff. Also shout out to John McCollum because that
2: last fight scene we had like an outline of how it was like Mm. a start and the middle and the end. But he was like, he's like, all right, now I'll do a backbreaker. And he was like, <laughs> That
0: backbreaker like, was tremendous. We just awesome. let that yeah.
2: guy go, man. He's amazing. Yeah, he's we amazing. were just like, dude, God. you guys just go and we'll just film well, and and it. Well, and it
0: looked great. Like, yeah. the contact and everything was yeah. was really and good. worked worked
1: really well together.
0: Yeah, him and Joe were really,
1: Joe's good at selling all of the mm-hmm. ass beating.
2: Yeah, it was, it was really good. And all these guys are
1: just like, yeah, let's just do it. They don't give a fuck if yeah. they hurt. They're like, let's just do it.
2: Yeah, everyone we worked with was seriously just like, fuck it. Like, let's go. Like, I'm down for anything.
0: Yeah, I I definitely, I mean, when I was doing whatever, I I was more concerned about it looking Looking good. good. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah, but you're so
1: good, man. We knew right away. We already had your character. Just from the Dale Jepsen stuff. That's why you're named the same guy in it. We're like... I mean, the character the Bobby Q Q is so damn good. We're like... I mean, and you're (laughs) so good. We're like, we can just let him go. Yeah, that... I. He's absolutely right. There's like
2: a tier of like how much we actually would have to write lines for people, and like people like you, where we would just give you an outline, and you would just be like, "Go," because you were so good. Well, it's,
0: I mean, it's not even that. It's it's you knew that I knew the character. Yeah. Like would would get across whatever. It well, was. you also like, notice on that scene, the longest parts without edits,
1: without cuts, is parts that you're doing because you could do. Uh, you know, you could do a big chunk of dialogue without us needing to cut. Right. Right. You know, and that's, you know, that's, uh, that's from years of not shutting the fuck up. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, it's, it's really, (laughs) it was really, yeah, (laughs) it paid off for Joe's strike. Oh yeah. The hardest part is just
1: picking which one of your takes is are all so damn good.
0: Yeah. So enough about me being awesome. Mm. You guys going back to you guys being awesome. Did you what, time frame wise, and we'll, we'll we've got a few more minutes here, and we'll wrap this thing up. And I want to get some final thoughts, thoughts from you guys. But uh, time frame wise, did you kind of have an idea of how long this was going to take? Did you plan it out? Because it really does seem like your your planning process was far more thorough than a lot of people's. It's, yeah. I, I feel like you guys had a really good grasp. You know, you said you learned a lot along mm-hmm. the way, but as far as having an outline. It seemed like you really knew what you were doing. We definitely had a time schedule.
1: And we weren't that far off. We thought we were going to finish in August. We actually finished... When was the the Sweetwater thing? Like Uh, June? or Yeah. That was actually one of the last real days of shooting. But then we ran into an issue to where we could not get a few scenes shot. Yeah. And it took another five weeks or something to actually get them shot.
2: Out of our hands.
1: So that pushed it a good month. And then uh, just editing it, and we just really we weren't gonna put it out until we were happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like you had a release date that you just. No, but as established far as shooting, like
1: I mean, I think we did the really shooting good. Schedule was exact. We pretty like, much we nailed it. Stayed right on. It's just, we were like, it's it was like what sixteen days? Of sh- yeah, sixteen days. Sixteen like. days of shooting,
2: and then it was like very clearly stated in that it's like after that we will have like these couple days for like pickup shots and like like uh reshoots and whatever and there really wasn't any reshoots it was more just like we didn't we didn't get him walking out of this place or like little shit
1: like that you know that we needed to get it was like little shit that's what we learned on the most on this one and that goes back to having one camera and doing everything yourself is we're going to get a lot more transition shots and that's one thing we definitely learned and that's why we used, had that's to why use stock, stock footage, footage yeah. yeah, and it works. I mean, you just show a thing of a picture of a police, and you know, when he's at the police station, even though it's a lawn, yeah. lawn, lawn
0: care place, <laughs> that has a, I mean, if, if you do a second one, when you do a second one, we're gonna do a second. One, you oh, yeah, could almost have for sure an, another an answer. I don't want to say another crew, another person getting B roll. And stuff. Like getting those kinds of like... Because that's what... When Wilson was shooting Troublemaker, he had another guy just wandering around Dragon Con just getting shots to use in between other things.
1: Yeah, we didn't have that. And like when you're editing, we're like, well, it'd be really cool to have something to go to to just put two scenes... Two heads together, but... There's a
2: few times we ran into uh,
1: some trouble, but yeah. we, ended,
2: we always ended up
1: making it work,
2: but there was a few times we ran into some trouble where we are like, man, it really would have been nice to <laughs> have a shot of something else to cut to right here. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. just something. We're uh, going
1: to have another camera on the next one. I mean, but just yeah, like, right,
2: right there, like, it, uh, he, you know, he's tripping balls, and uh, he gets attacked by the guy who talks a lot like me, and then, <laughs> uh, um, and then uh, it cuts to, uh, like, a, a moon by uh, yeah. you know, And then it gets back to me Like about <laughs> to shoot him And that's because The original take of that He tackled like The dog shit out, out of me And mm-hmm. like Knocked my head into the ground mm-hmm. But it was like He knocked me out of the light He knocked me so hard That like I was like Nowhere in the shot So mm-hmm. like we couldn't use it so, like, I got the shit knocked out of me for nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's why uh, they, it cuts to, like, a moon there. And then, you know, like, we ran into little stuff like that, which next next one we know, we'll have more B-roll, we'll be good.
0: Uh, and the, and that was the scene of him tripping out, running around in the woods. That got a big response, too. Yeah, and yeah. Running back and forth and doing the, like, <laughs> yeah.
2: crawling on all fours. When we were first doing that, we were like, well, we know what's happening, but, like, is everyone else gonna get yeah. this? But then Kevin did some really creative
1: shit, like making the, the colors all tripped. Well, the simple thing, uh we yeah. spent a lot of time on that scene, but uh, yeah. he he added a shit ton of music too, and we were concerned because we we're like, we know what's going on. I just had the trippy colors, but then like halfway through it, it cuts to Joe in the bed again. So then you know that it's he's still there. because I mean it
0: worked because you you'd already established yeah. Um, Lou gives what, him Dan, the drugs Dan or well, yeah, Lou in the movie. oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah Anthony Kiedis giving him the mushrooms <laughs> I don't know why that one picture of him just looks to me exactly like Anthony Kiedis which That's I'm sure it. Dan it. would be thrilled to know yeah um, but you you established it you he gave him that and he's like yeah. I don't fuck with this shit yeah. and then later on you know it's, it's again you've set something up that pays off later on and the yeah. audience is, in a way, kind of waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There, there's it a lot up. of really solid setup and payoff in this movie. Thank, Thank you. you. That means a lot. So to wrap this thing up, uh, you, you obviously have some ideas for a follow-up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about them now, but my, what I'm wondering is, has it occurred to you guys what an amazing resume this is?
2: Uh, I don't, It's like... Even last night, it it was kind of just weird. It's like it's just kind of sinking in because we've been so close to it. It's like actually watching it, we're like, holy shit, man. This This is the
0: kind of thing that gets people studio projects. Yeah. I mean, it 100% is, and it's not about anything but the fact, like, just the fact that you did it. That you have a product that you've put out is so much more than so many people out in Hollywood right now have accomplished at all. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's a, a hell of an amazing thing and and that if you were to hand this to somebody, uh, they'd be more than willing to throw money at you to do something. I'm, I'm be dead serious. Badass. Yeah, I mean, as far for me,
1: I just did because we were just like, did these music there. videos are like, yeah. let's fucking make a movie. And it, that's, that's the extent of like, I have, like, no big aspirations, like, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm just, for me, I'm just like, I just, let's make a movie, we were both like, let's make a movie, so, like, I'm like, like cool that we made a movie, and that people actually enjoy it, because you're putting something out there that wasn't there, in this environment nowadays, everybody's so fucking harsh to everybody, and critical of everything, the very first time we posted a, a fucking poster, You can see the the tip of the plastic gun, and some jerk off's like, Yo, that's a fake gun. I'm like, No shit, it's a movie. It's all fake. Yeah. Yeah, we we literally just cussed the guy out. That's our PR. That's our marketing. Yeah, we're like, Go fuck yourself.
2: It's in line with the movie, you know? It's just like, Yo, shit stack, fuck off. Yeah, But it's like,
1: That's how people are now, and we didn't want to make a movie like that. It's clearly fake. It's like, But people, that's, I don't know.
2: I think people sense the like how genuine it is, and yeah. How fun it is.
0: Well, and also it defies that sort of. Pressure, <laughs> you <know>? uh, <clears throat> oh yeah. Any anybody looking to criticize it in that way is just running into a wall. Because yeah. So far, that was, this beautiful. movie's Teflon. Yeah. For that.
1: that was yeah. the only guy so far. Everybody's loved it, which has just yeah. been that's the most reward for me at least that people actually like something that me and Ryan made. It's fucking awesome. You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's I, like I, blowing I, us away. We're at the premiere, and everybody's actually watching it. And we're like, Yeah, nobody, I mean, dude. My wife was left. racing. I was just Man, like,
0: Oh my god, we're actually showing this thing. it well, went by so quick, too. Yeah. Five years from now, when you guys are talking to like Jimmy Kimmel and Mark Maron and shit, just <laughs> <laughs> tell them, Tell them Dave said hi. Oh well. They'll
2: be like, What the fuck? And I'll be like, No, nah, it's Dave. It's cool. <laughs> oh, dude, we just
1: did that new Steven Seagal. You know, the one he's in the wheelchair. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I want to be in the next movie—a fucking fat old white martial artist. <laughs> Give me that, and I'll be happy. Oh. Um, so to wrap things up, uh, obviously it was a rewarding experience for you guys. It was difficult, and you learned a lot. But it was more good than bad. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. And, and it seems that way, which is uh, again, it goes back to your planning and your vision. Uh, do you have sort of final thoughts about the project? Uh, I mean, obviously you're very proud of it, but is there anything sort of specific that you want to point out, that you want to put over?
1: Uh, we made this movie with $0, old ass equipment, two $70 LED lights, and a bunch of friends. So, uh, pretty damn proud what we were able to achieve with literally no equipment, no experience, and uh, we've had a lot of people watch it, and they're like, well, shit, it looks like you actually had all that stuff. And we had none of that, so we got really creative, and I'm just really proud of what what we've done with literally nothing. And all of our badass friends that helped us out. I, I just feel incredibly
2: lucky that we have so many awesome friends, yeah. and I have Kevin as a great friend. And, and I'm just surrounded by so many creative people, and uh, I'm just blown away by this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to
0: watch this forever. Posts, right. we, get to,
1: we got to get drunk like every time we shot. So, that was awesome. And we got to hang out with our friends and get drunk and make a movie. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Well, and I think the, at the end of the day, the message, though, is if if you believe in something and you want to do something, fucking do it. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you know Don't, how many people, uh, even last night, were like coming up to me, like people they have been seeing these posts for like months and months, and they're like, wait, this is like a full-length movie? And I'm like, yes, motherfucker, yes. Yes. <laughs> the fuck it's just like people are just like blown away that we actually made a movie i'm like did everyone think we were just fucking around huh. like you know we 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 aren't ones to like just uh, like say we're gonna do some shit and not do it yeah I mean? but uh it's just i don't know this is funny
1: we're really excited to work on the next one. Oh hell we yeah we already dude. got most of one already roughed out yeah and the stuff we learned in this one it's gonna we already know it's gonna be five or ten times better and uh we can't wait to get on it. Yeah. Now being creative, like though, <laughs> yeah. being creative
0: though. Being creative and having ideas and stuff, have you guys come up with anything that's not Joe Stryker?
2: Oh, like all every day. Like yeah. I, I mean we well it's it's not just movies, I mean it was like me and Kevin are involved in a lot of shit, so like yeah, we're already talking about, you know, different recording projects, you know, maybe even a future band that's different, a totally different thing um we we have plans for like a few music videos mm-hmm. uh for the new folklore stuff so uh there's a lot in the i mean as far as movies right now we're gonna focus on some some sort of spinoff follow up you
1: know i don't want to be too well, yeah, yeah. It may, it's not gonna be what people think probably it's gonna yeah, be, yeah you it's, it's i to st- leave it, get it at a
0: striker while the irons hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well guys thank you for coming out to the phantom zone and talking about joe striker and thank you For this scene, this is actually the scene I wanted to talk about at the beginning, and it's a perfect place to wrap this thing up. Uh, When it came on last night, I was like, This is hilarious. And then I was like, Wow, this is really going on a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, This is hilarious again. It, It just stays fun. And I was like, Fuck, it's still going? Okay, it's hilarious again. Like, you you went through... You know how in Star Trek, when they go to warp drive, it kind of goes... Foo, foo, foo. Yeah. Like, you you did the warp drive of comedic montages yeah. where you broke the barrier, like, three times in one scene.
2: Yeah. I mean, we kind of decided right away, we're like, we're using this whole song because yeah. it fucking rules. And snake it's a snake bite band from Germany. And, like, all those movies that did montages, they use an entire song uh so uh <laughs> that was ryan with the stick. With stick also if you look closely when he's doing the one-arm push it's me is that holding okay, okay.
0: yeah <laughs> i saw i saw the arm it very it's intentional involved, but it's all well, right yeah, yeah no it's yeah. hilarious i mean it's it's not there's no effort being made to hide <laughs> no, that no, arm I mean, or anything it's no,
2: in fact he didn't even need the arm it was just funny
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course he did yeah he's joe fucking yeah, striker all right. Well, thank you, guys. This movie's incredible. Everybody, please uh, go to bigcartel.joestriker.com Order yourself a copy before they're gone.
1: Uh, we already sold out. Oh, they're
0: gone. You get the second run. We sold all of them. Go. <laughs> oh, yeah. we have shit. one.
1: what well, we have one left. We're gonna order. Yeah. orders some more so yeah
0: they'll be back in stock soon so yeah. i guess are, are they back to pre-orders now or are you waiting till you get more stock in i mean at this point they're just orders like okay. we'll, we'll okay. get them in quick they're pretty fast okay
2: yeah. cool um so we'll uh we uh, and especially since we've already done it from them i mean did this place like whenever we sent the order in, it was like 24 hours later they're like all right they're done holy shit yeah it
0: was like nope. so yeah listeners you can get them for christmas these are the perfect christmas gift for for granny yeah. for aunt mabel yeah. uh for, for good old Pappy, send him a yeah, copy Pappy of Joe Striker. Yeah. Have, a, have a Striker Christmas.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn, that needs to be a movie. Right. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think uh, Angela saves Christmas. That's the, the yeah. fault. Oh, here <laughs> he is. Look at Scott. Oh, <laughs> uh, Scott was great. Yeah, he's just all twitchy. Look at those hands, And everyone dude. lost their shit at Dan's life. He's like, you need the fuck yeah. out of here.
0: <laughs> 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 Nathan was really good, too. Just all right, well, that, this This isn't the Joe Stryker Needless Commentary. We'll do that another (laughs) time. So, you guys, thank you. And uh, listeners, like I said, go buy this movie. It's amazing.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. And being in it. Yeah.
0: Thanks for having me. It was fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Okay, I could be wrong here. And don't take this as gospel. But there were a couple of moments during that interview uh, where a couple of specific things got brought up. and, And the guys got that same gleam in their eye if you've got a kid and you've ever had your kid bring you a present and they know what the present is and they want to tell you what the present is so bad but they know you're not supposed to talk about what the present is until the present's opened Uh, and the kid gets that certain aura that certain gleam in their eye there were a couple of moments during that interview when things got brought up and uh, Ryan and Kevin both got that little gleam in their eye and perhaps even exchanged a subtle knowing glance Uh, so I think Lots of exciting things are, are coming as far as the verse is concerned. Uh, there is no verse. I just totally made that up. But at the same time, uh, why not? here's the thought I had. I can't share it. I can't say it. I can't even say it. So much stuff might be under wraps. I'm just going to tell you guys to stay tuned to the Joe Striker movie page on Facebook. Uh, obviously, stay tuned to Needless Things needlessthingspodcast.com for toy reviews and news and all kinds of pop culture stuff. Every single Friday a new episode of the Needless Things Podcast drops and I have already got all of the December episodes are are planned, a couple of them are already recorded and our needless commentary in December is going to blow your mind maybe. Maybe it won't. Maybe you'll go, oh, oh, gosh. But aren't those the best kind sometimes? The ones where you go, oh, those tend to be good ones, don't they? Admit it. Those are good. All right, you guys. Happy holidays. Uh, Get your shit together and enjoy things. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. Love you, mean it, uh uh-huh.